Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today I'd like to talk about stress. Now I haven't dedicated an episode to stress previously and the reason for that is that there's an episode called Invisible Illnesses and stress is definitely one of those. It's invisible in the sense that it's not necessarily on the face of it a physical illness and the signs and symptoms of stress can be quite nebulous and very diffuse. You know, you can get tension headaches or palpitations or... um, I don't know, breathing difficulties in terms of anxiety type symptoms. But what is stress and why is it so bad for us? Why do some people handle it better than others? And how do you manage it? You know, how do you identify what the biggest sources of stress for you are? It's not always easy and it's not always obvious. Now, first off, I would say that almost every single person I speak to Um, perhaps with the exception of children, you know, in general practice, any patient that's coming in to see me, there is some element of stress in their life. I'm not saying that 100% of everyone I see comes in because of stress, that's not true, Um, but stress plays a part in what they're going through in terms of illness, whether it's a physical symptom or not. And when I say children are exception, I mean very young children. So I want to start in reverse, rather than talking about what stress is, because I think most of us know and we've seen the stress performance curves and the like. But if you think about what stress isn't in your own life, what would what would make you feel the opposite of stressed? Uh, and when I think about that and when I've asked people what their ideal state would be, they say the same things, that they want to feel relaxed, they want to feel peace of mind, they want to feel fulfilled, you know, all of these things. And so whatever the the kind of cure or the answers for stress in a person's life is, it's firstly orientating yourself 
in that direction. You're aiming towards feeling more relaxed, more fulfilled, more at peace. And for that to happen, that means that you need to look at certain things in in your own life that would give you those things. So, for example, I've got friends and relatives who uh, get that feeling when everything is tidy in their house. In fact, their sort of way of managing stress is tidying. Great if it works for them, it's not one for me, but the point is it's individual. So there are certain things that nourish you and move you towards those aspirations of 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 not feeling stress. And if we look either side of that ideal that we're aiming for, on the one side, if you've got nothing going on that's stimulating you or you've got, I guess, no um, challenge or problems or, you know, whatever, you'd be very lucky, I think, in a way. But that can lead to boredom or, or feeling like you can't get going with anything, difficulty motivating yourself, perhaps. And on the other side, which is the danger zone, is overwhelm and burnout and anxiety, depression, and really somewhere that we wouldn't want to go, given the choice. So the the question is, how do we get to that sweet spot? Not always easy. Life is busy, and we're living through exceptionally difficult times. The cost of living in the UK I'm talking about, but also globally the world is just not in a happy place. I think also the thing about stress is it's not unidimensional. There are so many facets. If you talk to anyone, you know, your neighbour, your best friend, your sister, your brother, whoever, you'll see that their sources of stress are pretty disparate and depending on their own individual circumstances, it could be because they've got horrible neighbours. It could be because they're struggling to make ends meet. It could be because they have a family member who's suddenly become unwell. You know, lots of things. And, you know, over years of listening to people's stories and looking at the research is that we've got to work at both ends. So one is how we deal with things and our responses to things. That's at our end in terms of what we choose to do. And at the other end, you know, think about things that you can and can't control and anything that you can control that is causing you stress, deal with it, you know, get rid of it from your life. Not always easy, but, you know, the things that are out of your control, nothing you can do about those. And one of the things that has really helped me and many people I know is just writing things down. You know, if you're worried about something or stressed about something, Actually getting it out onto paper can really help just offload. And just occasionally it will generate a solution to something. But if you lay out your story, and you know how I like to do this, I like to do this through the health loop, which is part of my book, The Health Fix. And actually one of the eight elements in the health loop is stress. Now the others are sleep, exercise, diet, infections, historic infections particularly, your genes, your environment and sunlight, which is a euphemism for vitamin D, but actually I do mean sunlight in in the real sense. And, you know, a lot of them, all of those things are interlinked. So if you don't get enough sleep, then you're more likely to feel stressed. So if there's anything in that health loop that you think 
um, might be adding to your stress, it's worth addressing that. So many people I know find that having too much caffeine makes them feel stressed, physically makes them feel stressed. And that makes sense because, you know, your heart rate is going to be faster and it will make you feel jittery. But also your genes, for example, can be a source of your stress. Some families have a genetic predisposition to certain conditions and mental health conditions are no exception. And often you'll hear that story like, oh, you know, I'm a stress head and my mum's a stress head and actually, you know, my, my uncle's a stress head, etc., etc. And actually just looking at those eight areas in your life isn't a bad starting point, actually, even if one of those is out of kilter. So if stress is your biggest thing, just by improving some of the others, your stress levels will feel more manageable. I guess why this is so important to me is that stress management, whatever that means, is going to be a bit different for everyone. And a lot of what we do in healthcare is so vague, like, you know, oh, take some exercise, that will help you feel less stressed. Well, perhaps, but it's got to be the right type of exercise for you. And you've got to tailor things to you and what makes you feel better. It's probably good to touch on types of stress because apart from the scenarios that I've given you, broadly speaking, in terms of what's going on in time, you know, there are there are broadly two types. There's acute stress that is sudden, unexpected. And then there's chronic stress, which is long-term stress. So, you know, if you've got something ongoing in the background that is just not going to go away, like um, a particular type of job, a lot of NHS workers, for example, um, or if you've got a, a role, you know, as a carer, for example, um, which, you know, slowly, bit by bit, over many years can lead to chronic stress then you know the 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 end points the outcome is the same because you're in what in the acute version you know something goes wrong something traumatic happens very suddenly you get a surge in cortisol this stress hormone which makes your blood pressure go up it makes your heart rate go up and just makes you feel that fight or flight feeling that you get when adrenaline's pumping as well you know like a tiger's just jumped out at you and if that acute stress keeps happening again and again and again not only is it really bad for you because of those spikes in cortisol, you know, it will nudge you towards um, other things in the longer term, potentially like heart disease or type 2 diabetes, but that then becomes chronic stress. Um, and sometimes the chronic stress is a slow burn. You know, you might think you're fine. And this is how people burn out, don't they? They suddenly find that everything just collapses one day because they've been managing this stressful existence and then other things happen in life and you get to this point of overwhelm so you know you're probably getting the feeling i'm saying look stress is different for everyone and we're all different and we need to manage it all differently but are there any common threads are there things that all of us could do that could help us manage it i think there are so here are my golden rules number one don't sweat the small stuff there's no point number two don't worry about stuff that you can't control. There's nothing you can do about it. Number three, talk to someone. I cannot tell you how many people say to me, oh, well, you know, I don't want to sort of bother my friends or relatives with my problems. Actually, you know what? You should. Because sharing your stress in terms of what's on your mind 
is a great way to offload. You don't have to get them to do anything about it and you can warn them and tell them, look, I don't need advice, I just need to get this off my chest. And thanks for listening. You know, listening itself is therapeutic. Number three, live in the moment and think before you react. And this is a really key thing. In the book, I call it monkey brain. And this is the part of our brain that is a bit more primitive than the adult brain and just reacts, especially when you're feeling stressed. You just, you can fly off the handle or do things that will just make you feel more stressed, like eat the wrong foods or turn to alcohol or cigarettes or whatever. So I guess that one you could sum up as think before you react. And I guess the last one is in that context of doing what you can do about the things that you can control and not worrying about what you can't, just hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Whatever it is, whatever the source of your stress is. Now, sometimes it's it's really difficult. I, I know someone, for example, who's in a relationship with someone who is quite narcissistic. And that is chronic stress because every day there is another sidewinder to deal with from this quite uh, manipulative person. And obviously there the, you know, the ultimate solution would be to part ways, but not so easy. So sometimes there isn't an easy way to manage stress. You have to kind of adapt and in a way play a game. I mean, in that particular situation, very, very difficult. And, you know, other scenarios where someone is perhaps looking after a relative at the end of life, that is stressful and it's sad. So I'm not demeaning any of these things. It's just how to get through these things um, with the least damage to yourself. Because stress that is uncontrolled is damaging. Stress is bad for us. And in the show notes, there'll be lots of links um, demonstrating this. A lot of you know all this anyway, um, so I don't want to waste time on talking about, you know, just how stress kills us, but it can. And you'll see studies on the immune system, on blood pressure, the heart, and different groups, you know, students, workers, parents. None of us are immune to this. One of the things I want to kind of just leave you with is, you know, if you're struggling to make a start in terms of how to deal with stress, if you think about the skills that you need to deal with stress, sometimes that makes it much easier. So one skill would be to learn how to rest or relax. Another one is to make sure that you've got enough social connection. We know that that is so important in so many aspects of our health. Another is called cognitive agility. This is about being flexible effectively and being able to kind of go with the flow and not be too hung up or perfectionist about plans. And the last two are being able to focus and practicing that and being compassionate to yourself. Now, I mentioned monkey brain earlier and about sort of thinking and all of these things can help. Now, if you're finding it difficult to do them, you can practice these things by taking up all of the things that people mention in relation to stress, like, for example, mindfulness, because that will increase your focus and help you learn to rest. Cognitive agility is a hard one. If you're not wired like that, then you're going to have to get used to that discomfort of just letting things be. But a lot of these things are learnable, and that's the key. As human beings, we tend to fall into patterns of responses and 
occasionally it's our stress response. You know, stress isn't sort of something that happens to us. What happens to us are called stressors, you know, stressors, if you like. Um, and our response is that feeling of stress. Now, I'm going to leave you with um, something from William Osler, who is, to most medics, a total and utter hero. Um, in fact, my GP trainer, Ed Peel, many years ago as a present, gave me a book called Quotable Osler. And the reason I'm mentioning him, and this is not quoted in my book at all, um, is that he came up with the concept of something called daytight compartments. And what that really means is about living in the now and the moment. And how that relates to stress is just, as I said earlier on, you know, write down everything that's on your mind as an exercise. And then go through that list and think, what's the worst that could happen? Which of these are really, really important? And, you know, address those today and wait for tomorrow to come tomorrow. It's a great strategy and worth a go. Now, if you're like me, you suddenly think of problems or things that have cropped up during the day and you think, oh, I must do this or I must do that. You know, these what are commonly known as micro stress doses or, you know, suddenly have a flat tyre or whatever. But being able to filter them into how urgent they are is important. And if you've got a lot of those things, it is worth spending a bit of time each day just writing them down. And at the end of the day, just clearing your mind of them if you can. It's not always possible with chronic stress. I do admit that, you know, if you've got something that's there all the time, it can be tricky. But even in that setting, those practices that you can do those skills that you can apply will definitely help. So many of you will know that one that I do every day is that when I pull up to work, I sit for a minute in the car and just breathe and do nothing. And then when I come home, I do the same in the driveway. I just let that sort of stress, if you like, discharge as much as possible. It's a great transition point in the day for me. But that works for me. It may not for you. You've got to find what works for you. And that's another key thing. So on that note, that was stress. A real whistle-stop tour. Lots of info there. You might have to listen to it again to make some notes. Um, there are some show notes as well, as always. I do hope that that was helpful and that you find a way of managing your stress wherever that might be coming from. In the meantime, do stay well. Look after yourself. Take care. Bye for now. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.